Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker, Bharti Jagdish, and Ryan Huang with you. It's time now for Why It Matters. And I suppose to set the tone, the impact of COVID 19 on local businesses don't seem or doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. Yes, according to new insights from American Express's Shop Small Business Recovery Research in Singapore, six in 10 Singapore businesses are actually in survival mode, with new waves of COVID 19 cases, of course, being there. Their main challenge at this point. About 41% of respondents also said that they had thought about closing their business from January to August this year due to the pandemic volatility. However, most businesses remain cautiously optimistic about the future, with almost 67% of respondents expecting 2021 annual sales to increase compared to the pre-pandemic annual sales in 2019. Mm, Quite an improvement from the 53% recorded last year, but how long will the optimism last? Let's try and find out more. On the line with us this morning is Ho Yat Wai, who's country manager for American Express Singapore. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Yat Wai, thanks a lot for taking the time. Tell us a little bit more about the American Express Shop Small Business Recovery Research. I believe this is the second one that's been done so far. Yes, that's right. So I think you have covered most of the statistics earlier, right? Six out of 10 describe they are in surviving mode. Four out of 10 also describe that they may consider shutting down their business. So the, the good news of that is, you know, if you reverse the four out of 10, there's actually six out of 10 of them that are a little bit more positive. And they are expecting to recover within less than a year. But all of them would always have this common theme that they're looking at about the unpredictability. So most of them have actually reflected to say that they are not able to plan for a longer term, up to 12 months, and they are actually in a surviving mode in a sense that they are doing their plans on a month-by-month basis because there's just too much volatility and unpredictability. They couldn't plan too far ahead. That is completely understandable under the current circumstances, of course. I understand that you got insights from 300 business decision makers for small and local businesses specifically. And considering this is the second such survey you've done, can you illustrate the evolution of sentiment? I mean, compare the key findings from your last survey to the findings of this year's survey. What are the most notable differences? Sure, most definitely. So the notable differences is you were, we were saying the sentiments has improved this year versus last year. So last year, the percentage of people that thought they would be shutting down their business is even higher. And I think last year as well, the number one support, the top reason for their optimism that we found in the research is actually their government support. This year, it has actually shifted. Right? The top reason for them to look out for the positiveness is actually looking at their customer support. Right. Either the customer support from the repeating customer, the regular customer, they call it, or the new customers they are being able to acquire through their effort on their digitalization, online, e-commerce, and all the social media platforms. Right. So are you saying that even though they have already pivoted in that sense, it's not quite working the way they want it to work, where, where digitalization is concerned, it's not quite getting the traction that they had hoped for? No, not really. I think the survey is more like a questionnaire style. So okay. the way that the data is being collected is those are the reasons of the digitalization that the positive business felt. So I would say that those that pivoted, they actually feel more, felt more confident about that. Okay. And those that have not, I think that will be the opportunity mm. that they can look at. Mm. Okay, okay. 
One of the things I've noticed is that it is partly due to global supply chain issues that consumers have become more open to shopping small and local. Question is, once those issues get ironed out over the next few months, wouldn't local SMEs have to work harder to ensure loyalty? Yes, totally. And I think just to you know build on that conversation about the digitalization part, you will realize that all of them actually quoted us the very tactical strategy behind that. Right? They were talking about focus on e-commerce, communicate with their customers through social media, and even introducing new products. But what is underlying is really that digital aspect of it. They did not realize that when they go on a digital platform, they get onto the data insights. It comes with all the smart data flow instead of the traditional way of conducting business. So if they are able to do that, then it's actually a reverse trend, right? So they can also start considering extending themselves overseas wherever possible. The reach is actually global now once you're on a social media platform. Yeah, that's so true. How does all this tie into American Express Shop Small Initiative? What else can you tell us about it? So to go back a little history story about mm, that, uh, no the Shop Small actually started in 2010 after okay. the global financial crisis in US. Right, so that's the purpose that how Shop Small started around to make sure everyone is supporting on the bigger business, the conglomerate, but we do not want to forget about our smaller merchant, mm. especially our neighborhood store, our mom and pop store. And that's the reason it started immediately after the 2010 financial crisis. And now we are bringing it to Singapore ever since last year. So the moment when COVID strikes, we thought the small merchant needs help. So we started off last year. But this year, we got the feedback and we extended and expanded it further. From 2,000 merchants last year to 3,000 merchants this year. And that's the way we also kind of figure out from the survey. If customer and recurring customers are one of the key drivers for the merchants now, then hopefully this will also help to encourage our customers, local consumers, wherever possible, responsibly through social distancing. If you can go out, please support our small merchant as well. And this is a little token of appreciation that American Express is able to help. The thing is, we've known for years that Singaporeans tend to prefer foreign brands, right? And things that need to be imported into the country. And clearly, an effort needs to be made in order to galvanize support for local and small businesses. Why do you think this is so? After all these years, people still need some sort of incentive, you know, in order to support local. Well, I... To be honest, I, I'm looking at all the analysis and all the data on the spend analysis all the time. So to be fair, I think that it is a that there's a subsegmentation. There are certain groups that yes, they are definitely loving their overseas brand, but there are also certain groups that are quite loyal to the Singapore merchant. But I think the circumstances now is ideal because you can't travel overseas and, you know, people are trying to be local tourists in our own country as well. So this is a time where they will actually realize that there's a lot of undiscovered area in their own hometown, in their own backyard. And hopefully this would also help to encourage them not just to support local merchants, but also to explore their own neighborhood. Right? Sometimes you just overlook that when we keep looking too far overseas. Mm-hmm. Yet why? Uh, pardon me for putting you on the spot because I know you take a look at a lot of data. I am curious though, what is the profile of this local merchant? What is the most common type of business that's on board this initiative? And I don't know, any case study, any particular local business that stands out for you in the way they've pivoted and sort of gotten on the good side of getting out of this pandemic? 
Yeah, there, there are a few, but to address your first question, sure. the mix of the survey is really random. Right? Okay. That's the purpose of the survey. You need okay. to randomize it to get a fair representation. But after randomizing the 300 respondents that we got, 50% are retail, 14% F&B. So in case mm. you think the result is really F&B, it's not so. It's just 14% of them. Okay. And then there are computer and technology, 9%, and all others make up the 27 Most of them are you know, less than say 24 million of annual revenue. So these are really small SMEs. To answer your second question, who are the standout? I think we have invited some of the merchants to come forward to share their story as well. Ashton is one of them, the Uh, F&B operator. So they have actually found an opportunity, like you mentioned, uh, how to pivot and how to do a different product mix. They actually went into food production and some sort of a frozen food delivery as well that could help to supplement their business. And they were also looking at, you know, reconfiguring their their distribution. So not all, you know, all the outlets that they have, they are actually looking at reconfiguring that a bit. I think there was another merchant that we actually portrayed that's Garso, it's a Cantonese Chinese restaurant. They also look at reconfiguring as well, right? They have a few new restaurants somewhere else and they have to unfortunately shut down some outlets that is not doing so well. Right. I mean, the the fact is that just going digital isn't enough, right? Like you said, you know, some of these merchants have had to relook at their product mix and how they offer services as well. Indeed, retaining your customers is a much more sustained effort. And in that spirit, optimism also shouldn't just hinge on hope that external circumstances will improve, right? Rather, companies perhaps need to look inward beyond just expanding their businesses online. Uh, How do you think they can develop capabilities and whether or not there is an awareness that they need to develop capabilities to take on not just the present crisis but future crises as well? Any thoughts on that? That is a very interesting question. (laughs) You know, when when the crisis first started, I'm running a business myself. The The biggest thing that occurred to me is, okay, will this be like the last crisis that we face? And I actually pull out my old template and planning from the SARS period. And that's how I actually plan. And unfortunately, it's not so. I think every new crisis will have its own nuances and we have to deal with that separately. We never thought it would last so long. I'll give you a very specific example. When we plan to launch shops more, the team worked very hard on the ground. They have to cover out there in the midst of all the social distancing to talk to 3,000 merchants, put up all the marketing material and print all the details. And we actually have to postpone launching it twice because there's just too much uncertainty. And till now, we actually decided to just go ahead with that because I think with the uncertainty happening, we still have to make sure that there is some sort of a, I I wouldn't use the word endemic, but we have to figure a way how to coexist with that. If we keep worrying or planning on the short term, it doesn't work well. But on the other hand, we have to remain agile on the longer term to make sure that, you know, putting things in a, addressing the short term issues, but putting it in a long term context. Hmm. Interesting that you, that you mentioned that. I'm curious to know how long more you guys plan to continue with this initiative or is there a particular number you're looking at for the amount of businesses you want to onboard, for lack of a better choice of words? I, I think it will depends on the on the receptive of the program and how far we can take it. The good news now is like we are running it for a month, so fifth of October all the way to fifth of November. So next year we will definitely be conducting the survey, and we will also have to learn from this year's results to see how we can reconfigure that. But just your thoughts on how you think local businesses can be helped even more in the near future, whether it's through your initiatives or action that consumers should be taking at this point. I think we we call it a new way of working. <laughs> 
There's a short form, it's called NWOW, New Way of Working. And that is inevitable. I think working from home, hybrid working, some sort of a change in the social behavior or consumer behavior is there to stay. And we have to adapt in order to meet that kind of a change in the needs. And I think the small merchant, especially right through the shop small campaign, that's not the only way we could help. But I think for themselves to also consider other aspects. It's a different stroke for different folks. I think the F&B and the retailers will be very different in their strategy. But it seems like from the survey, digitalization is the way to stay. They have to continue. Those that have not onboarded, they have to. And those that have been onboarded, we also have to continue. Yeah, definitely not going to be one of those stop-and-go strategies. We've been on the line with Ho Yatwai, Country Manager, American Express Singapore. Yatwai, I appreciate your time this morning. Take care and stay safe. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.